Well, hello, Lacey, and welcome to the Real Estate Buyer Relationship Podcast. I'm so excited for you to be with me today because I know for a fact, I'm pretty sure that most of my listeners do not know who you are, and I'm so excited for them to meet you. So tell everyone who you are, where you're from, what you do, a little bit about yourself. Uh, Well, thank you, Barb. I am so excited to be part of your podcast today and to meet you finally. And I am in the Nashville market. I am in downtown Nashville and sort of the uh, closest residential areas, Green Hills, Bellmead, Forest Hills, Oak Hill are kind of my sandbox for myself and my team. I have been in the business for 18 years. So I have seen a thing or two over the years. And right now I am running a team with my business partner. We have three team agents. We have marketing coordinator, transaction coordinator. So we're a pretty small operation, but we were ranked number five in the state of Tennessee by Real Trends last year. So we are, you know, really out there hustling and just trying to serve our clients in the very best way possible every day. Yeah, love it. And we actually connected through Brand Builders Group. I talk about Brand Builders quite a bit on here, and many of my guests have been clients of Brand Builders. So I love this conversation we're going to have today because when we talk about building a brand, you kind of have shared how you and your team have built your real estate business really with the philosophy and the action of elevating the experience for your clients. So talk to us about what that means when you say elevate the experience. Exactly. So, you know, um, as we were talking about um, before the podcast, we've both been in this business for so long that we remember what it was like to sell real estate practically before the internet and certainly before digital marketing and digital media and all of the things that we have at our fingertips today. But, you know, I have really seen over the years a need for real estate to be considered one of the top professionals, I mean, think about the value that we're providing to our clients. You know, we are helping them through some of life's biggest transitions. We are helping them with what is most likely the biggest purchase of their life, creating wealth through their real estate portfolio, you know, liquidating assets at the end of life. I mean, this is a serious, serious business. And I feel like the bar overall is lower than it should be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that is, there could be a number of reasons why that is, but I just feel like, and my team feels like what we are here to do is to help elevate this profession. And we want to serve our clients in the most, the highest level possible and give them our absolute best every day. So that's what we've been focusing on over the years. I I love that you say that because I think what does happen is realtors, too many realtors get kind of in the head down, generate a lead, go sell a house, close a transaction, transactional mindset, right? Mm -hmm. They're just trying to keep their bills paid, pay their mortgage, keep food on the table. And they think that they forget that this business is a career and it is a profession and we have a license and we have, you know, an expertise level that we're supposed to keep. And we have a code of ethics and all these other things that really make us different than someone just going and buying something from the store, right? We're, We're someone that comes along as a trusted advisor. And you mentioned earlier that, you know, you really promote an environment with your clients where it's just like they have a wealth manager, they have a doctor, they have a CPA. So talk to me about kind of how you create that experience as you are a professional in their suite of professionals that help them in their lives. 
Right. Well, so one of the things that I think we have realized over the years, and I'll kind of give you a little backstory. So when I started selling real estate, I was 25 and I was a yes realtor. I felt like the very best way to serve my clients was when they said jump, I said how high. And I mean, that sounds right. (laughs) You know, you want to do what your clients ask you to do. But what I realized was that what my clients wanted and what my clients needed are sometimes and often two very different things. Yes. And they are hiring us to be the trusted advisor. And so if we are just running around following direction and not actually leading, then we're not serving our clients the best way. And also we're running headfirst into burnout because yep. you just cannot live that way and can't you know live around the clock being 24-7 on call for clients and not burn out and also serve them well. So what we have started to realize a while back and began implementing, and it really helped us elevate the way that we were perceived and the way that we were serving was to set boundaries with our clients, which sounds a little bit, you know, kind of the opposite of what you would think. But what we have come to realize is that boundaries that are set proactively are perceived professionally. Mm -hmm. So what that meant to us was to really start setting expectations with our clients on the front end. And of course, to be able to do that, you have to have systems and processes. So you've got to start with your systems and processes, get those completely dialed in. Then you've got to communicate them effectively to your clients. And once you do that, Not only do they feel calmer because they know what to expect, they respect you more because they know what their expectations are. And it just helps everybody and helps the flow of the transaction to just be so much more smooth. Yeah. And so, for example, we back a few years ago, we started once our business really started taking off, I realized that every single one of my clients would call me on Monday morning before 9am. And so my partner and I were starting every week on our heels because everybody called and we hadn't even gotten a chance to sit down, download, find out how the open houses went, get client feedback. And so we were just constantly being bombarded first thing Monday morning. So what we did is we implemented Monday updates. We set the expectation with every one of our clients that they will hear from us every Monday by the end of the day. Yep. And we're able to get with our team, get all the information, package it really nicely and communicate it by email to our clients on Mondays. The phone's not ringing anymore. Our clients are happy. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's the greatest thing. It is. It is. And I've heard it so many different times, said so many different ways by so many different people. But I love the quote that at the root of all conflict is a violation of expectations. And I really believe that. Like whether it's with a client, whether it's with your family member, a friend, when someone is upset with you or thinks less than an experience they had with you, it's usually because they had a different expectation of you than you had of yourself, right? So as a realtor, when people are unhappy with our experiences, it's because they expected something different from us. No different than when we're upset with our clients of their behavior or they don't show up on time or, well, did we set that expectation that you will return my phone calls, you will show up to your appointments on time or you'll give me a call. Like, do we set those expectations? So I think as much as we're setting the expectation 
expectation for what our clients can expect of us, we also need to set expectations of what we expect from our client. And you mentioned the onboarding. I want to hear about the onboarding because I love your system of the Monday updates. I love that. I've done that for a very long time in our career, especially in this market we have today, right? The market we had, you know, a couple of years ago didn't really need as many updates, but when a home is sitting on the market for a little bit, we need a little bit more updates. But when someone is introduced to you or you get an incoming referral or lead and you set that first appointment, what does that kind of onboarding system look like where you're really setting the value as a professional? So, you know, I have become a really big fan of Calendly. Yes. And one of the ways that I think that we can set the expectation of how we are to be treated like the professional that we are and the service we're going to provide is if you reach out to me, maybe it is by, you know, maybe it's a lead that came in off my website or maybe a client sent an email introduction. I will go ahead and I've got a template email for new buyers or new listings, and it includes a link to my Calendly. And I say, hey, you know, if it's easier for you, here's my calendar. You can just, you know, you can take a look at my schedule and see when is a great time that's convenient for you and I to get together to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even though they're the ones who are setting the appointment, but I'm the one who's kind of in control of it. Mm-hmm. And it just sets a very nice tone, but it gives them lots of options. And it just lets everybody know from the very beginning, like we have systems and processes. Yes. And it's not just some loosey goosey, you know, hey, sure. Call me whenever you want. Yes. Um, there is an expectation here. There's yeah. a method to our madness. I think the other thing about Calendly that people um, need to think through is what kind of experience we like as a consumer. Like I love my doctors that use an online appointment system where I don't have to call and go back and forth with the person that answers the phone 20 times to find exactly. a time when the, like they're like, well, what works for you? And I'm like, well, Wednesday afternoons. And then they give you a Tuesday morning and you're like, I don't, I can't be there on Tuesday mornings and you go back and forth or when I want to get my eyebrows waxed. I mean, let's TMI here, but let's be honest. I like it that I can go online and just pick a time and not have Absolutely. to call in. And so I think our consumers like that as well. And then what I love about Calendly, and it sounds like you do the same thing, is then you can set up all these processes and workflows after that for reminders and directions and confirmation so that you don't get ghosted. Like I'd rather know in advance if someone isn't going to show up to a buyer consultation that I've built my dinner plans around, right? Like (laughs) all these things that I think that realtors don't realize we don't have to be at people's beck and call. And it's much easier to say, here's my calendar, choose a time. If any of these times don't work for you, go ahead and let me know. I'll find something for you. Exactly. you are setting that expectation in advance that I'm a professional and I've got a calendar and we're going to make this work for both of us. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, one of the things that I think is kind of funny that I have to catch myself with is that if you want to help your clients keep to normal business hours, I mean, of yep. course we have the contract that comes in at nine o'clock yes, and we're going to be there 24 seven. However, the majority of communications that we have with our clients can fit within a normal week schedule. But I catch myself all the time about to fire off a text to my client at 830 at night. Mm -hmm. And it's not that important. And it can absolutely wait until tomorrow. Well, if I text my client about something minor at 830, what does that teach them? that it's totally okay with me if they want to text me at 8.30, you know? And so we have to also practice what we preach Mm -hmm. and keep ourselves from violating our own boundaries. 
Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, that's why I love that the iPhone, I'm an iPhone girl. I don't know what you are, but I'm so glad that Apple came out with the Mark Unread, right? Because that used to frustrate me so much that a client would text me. I was at a concert last night. If a client, in fact, this did happen to me. My assistant texted me something personal that she needed for this week. And I read it. I remember reading it. I didn't respond to it. And I also didn't go back and mark Mark Unread. Had I marked it marked Unread, then I would have remembered it this morning when it was a more appropriate time to respond to her. And the same thing works with clients as well. So I think you're right. We have to take ownership of our own systems and our own communication because sometimes we're setting those boundaries. Or how about just schedule an email versus sending it at 11 o'clock at night, right? Or at 10 a.m. on a Saturday when it really is a Monday email that can go out on Monday. Yeah, exactly. What kind of standard do you think you're set? Like what kind of responses do you get from the client? Like how do you know that this is working and, and you're stepping yourself up as that professional in their eyes? Do they communicate that to you? It's it's not really like an overt, oh, hey, by the way, I really respect you as a professional. It's more just like a, we realize that we are on the same page here. You know, mm-hmm. if they, the way that I know it's working is if instead of my client just picking up the phone and call me, if they shoot me a text and say, hey, when would be a good time for us to schedule a call? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, they get yeah. it. They, get they know it. I'm busy. Yep. They know I have other clients. They respect that. Yes. And they absolutely have complete trust and confidence in the fact that if they ask me for a call, I will definitely find a time to do it. But like, yeah. we're going to set it up. We're going to schedule that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I so like, oh, it just takes your stress level down. So it far. does. And anyone who's listening to this podcast for any amount of time knows I have a motto in life that is, if it's not on your calendar, it's not a priority, right? Oh, for sure. I am so much more prepared when I'm scheduling the calls and it gives me a chance to quite frankly, sometimes process through why do they need to talk to me, right? Oh, their home's been sitting on the market. Maybe they want to know what our plan is. So maybe before I get to the call, I need to have a plan or have some answers in my mind versus exactly. the reactive of just answering the phone and then not having the best answer. Yeah. Another saying that I love in in this whole concept of kind of taking back the control of our business as far as communication and expectations is also that whoever initiates the contact never gets hurt. Right. And that's the mindset of you should always be the one calling your client before they have a chance to call you like your Monday morning updates. Right. A hundred percent. That is one of the mottos that our team lives and dies by. And that is that if our client has to ask, we have failed. Yes. Agreed. We know what the process is. We can do this in our sleep with our hands tied behind our back. They don't. So it's our job to be helping them through, helping shepherd them through the process. And we know what the next questions are. So why don't we just answer them on the front end? Yeah. And it just makes it so much easier. And it just leaves your clients with such a better experience. Yes. Yeah. You know, one of the best compliments that my husband and I typically get in our sales business is you always made us feel like we were your only client, even though we know you have a ton of them. You always kept us updated. We never had to ask. We had questions about what you communicated, but we never had to wonder what time are you getting here for the open house? We never had to wonder when someone was coming to our home. We never had to wonder, is the buyer's appraisal in yet? Right? All those kinds of things we've created back in systems around. And I think what we're both communicating, and I hope everyone listening is hearing, is that really the experience is created through systems, period. Totally. You know, yeah, you still have to show up as the professional. 
all, but a lot of the experience can be improved through systems. What would you say some of your top systems are besides your Monday morning updates? So one of my newest favorite systems is that, um, well, we use a CRM. Okay. We are not great at it. In fact, okay. my joke throughout my career has been sell your house with me and you'll never hear from me again. I mean, <laughs> I uh, Lacey, this is the real estate by relationship <laughs> podcast. They're supposed to still hear from you, but anyways, we can fix that. No, no fix I that know. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It's like, I mean, the fact that we have built our business the way that we have, and basically I would close your deal and then jump off a cliff. Yeah. I mean, it is unbelievable the systems that we did not have in place Got it. to okay. follow up with our clients okay. over the years. And okay. so we have really been working on developing that over the past few years, but it is challenging, of course, for people like you, people like me, people like my agents on the our team that are out in their car 24 seven, like yes. when do you find the time to sit down and get in your CRM and actually do it? And so now my newest hire has been a lovely lady who her job is to get in there and look and see what I am supposed to be doing and then harass me until it's done. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I was going to say, I, I know how to magically make that happen. You put an hour on your calendar that says, oh, what work on your CRM or whatever you need to do. That's how it gets done. Oh, I can time block, but I can also absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, there is a strategy. And so if you are like me and it doesn't matter if you time block, you are still going to procrastinate your CRM, get a virtual assistant and have that person's job be doing it for you. And so I'll get on the phone with my teammate, Brooke, and she's like, okay, here's what it is this week. This is what I'm seeing coming up in your CRM. And I'll say, okay, I just talked to her yesterday. Just talked to him today. Had dinner with that person last week. Go yep. ahead and check those off. And she's like, okay, what about these? I'm like, yes, send that email, do that follow-up, yep. whatever those things are. And so it's what would have taken me procrastinating three or four different times during the week to get through. I get on a 15 minute call with Brooke and it is handled. Yeah. Well, and um, so what, what CRM are you using? So we're with compass. So we use compass CRM. Okay, perfect. So I, I I do have, you know, the same motto that everyone's heard a million times. The best CRM is the one that you actually are going to use. And I don't think any of them are perfect. Right. But I am going to just remind all of our listeners, if you are an Academy member, which you guys know who you are, if you're an Academy member or you're in my coaching program, I am doing the follow-up boss behind the scenes of how I use it relationally. Everything Lacey just shared, get yourself a CRM that's very helpful or a virtual assistant to help you with that CRM. But if you're an Academy member or in coaching, I'll make sure that um, check your email because you guys do have a special link to join that webinar. And if you're not in the Academy, maybe that's your little incentive to join the Academy, but I'm really going to peel back how I stay in touch with my clients through my CRM. The magic of having a system where let's face it, we are busy. You are out on appointments. I understand sometimes it's hard to sit down and get those 10 messages out. There is a strategy and there is something that can be implemented to where someone can help make that easier on you. And my system is that the message may get sent out by someone hitting return, but I'm the one responding when the message comes back from the client. So when the client engages with the outgoing, because it's all about just sending the outgoing communication that causes a response. If you send the outgoing communication that causes a response, I'm the professional. I'm the person with the relationship. I'm the one responding, but I didn't have to sit and send those 10 messages or 
I'll, you know, I teach agents a system that's really easy for them to send it if they, if they have to do it themselves. But I love that idea of you got to get the contact done. You got to get the connections done, but there's a different way that you can interact with those. Exactly. It's, I mean, the CRM is the hardest, easiest part of your job. Yep. Agreed. It should be a no brainer in it. For some of us, it is the absolute hardest yeah, thing. Yeah, I know it's, it's, but, everyone has a love hate relationship. So let's talk about that. What kind of communication outgoing touches, how are you staying in touch? with your database? So we, you know, I'm a big Instagram girl and because Instagram to me is fun. I enjoy it. It's not something that I'm like, Oh, I have to get on Instagram. I find myself on it. And I'm like, why am I on Instagram? I'm not even supposed to be on this right now. What am I doing? Because of that, I'm like, okay, I'm finding myself in here. I'm enjoying it. It's captivating me. And so like, that's a great way to engage with your database and your friends and your sphere. Like just be intentional about the fact that you're already on social media and like give some love to your clients and friends. Yeah. They love that. And it's great engagement. And then if you're, if you are, you know, commenting on your client's posts and they're interacting back with yours, then that's a great way for the algorithm to realize that you two are important to each other. And then your client is going to see more of your marketing posts. So it's a win-win. I didn't pay you to say that, but I may have said that once or twice or a thousand times in my my career as kind of developing more into the training space, because if realtors and real estate professionals, and quite frankly, anyone in sales would realize that your clients are telling you everything you need to know online, some people just aren't listening or realizing it's an opportunity to engage and connect. And you're absolutely correct. The algorithm 1000% rewards relationships, and you have to teach the algorithm that you have one to begin with because it doesn't magically know that you want to communicate with your client who's, I don't know, car salesperson, right? That the algorithm doesn't know that you two actually have a relationship until you give them a reason to see that you have a relationship. Right. And you can favorite them. I mean, you can make it even easier on yourself. Go hit favorite on your top clients and then you'll make sure that you're seeing their posts. Exactly. Yeah. It's social media is a gift if it's used ineffectively. I think that the problem is that some people don't use it effectively and they do use it as a time waster where they're just, you know, as we say in the industry, robo scrolling versus actually intentionally reaching out to connect or intentionally reaching out to see how someone's doing. I am a big proponent of putting an engagement hour on your calendar where it's actual time block to go on social media and use it as a lead generation or relationship building tool. I think that's really important because when I'm sitting on the couch at nine o'clock at night on a Friday, I'm not really paying attention for clients' needs versus when I'm doing it Tuesday day at two o'clock, I'm actually looking for reasons to connect and engage. So oh, yeah, no. super, nine o'clock at night, I'm just buying shoes. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Which is bad on Instagram as well. Okay. So as we wrap up, if you're talking to a newer agent who let's just say just got into the business the past couple of years, hasn't had time to even think about the client experience or think about setting expectations where, where, where would you start if you were brand new again? So I would get a mentor, honestly. I mean, that is the number one thing that has helped me personally, my team be successful is mentorship. There is so much that you can learn from shadowing someone else and just learning from the experience of the veterans in the field. So I think that's the very first thing. But as I would be growing my business as a new agent, I would be document, document, document. Mm -hmm. You can start making your standard operating procedures 
Love Immediately it. in your Love first it. couple months of real yeah. estate, just start writing it down. You're going to start improving it over time, but you're not going to be there very long before you're going to want to start delegating. And if you can mm-hmm. create your systems from the ground up, whether rather than what a lot of us have had to do, which is we know we're doing it, but then we have to go figure out exactly what we do and back into our operations. Right. Yeah. I mean, just build it from the beginning. Yeah. It would be so much easier. Yeah. You know, I, I love the document. And then I think also I would add to that, look for the holes in your communication, look for those opportunities mm-hmm. where to improve, where your clients are constantly asking you the same question over and over again. Right. Or like you said, noticing the Monday mornings where they clearly were calling you before you had an opportunity to call them. Yeah. That was really ex- yeah, you're exactly right. That was an opportunity. Look for those. Look for opportunities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure everyone is very excited to go out and follow you and connect with you. And the other thing I love about this podcast is introducing people in markets to other realtors where they might have someone coming to or from, which is great because Nashville is my favorite place on the planet. Um, that is my dream to live there one day or move there one day. Won't be anytime soon. Don't you all be getting worried about <laughs> Barb leaving Southern California. It's not happening anytime soon, but one day, one day I will live there or have a home there. So where can people connect with you? Where's the best place to connect with you? You know, follow you. What, what's your favorite? So follow me on Instagram. My account, my personal account is Lacey Newman Real Estate, L-A-C-E-Y Newman Real Estate. And my team is Heard Newman Real Estate, H-E-A-R-D-N-E-W-M-A-N Real Estate. And I would love to connect. Shoot me a DM. Let me know you heard yeah. me on the podcast. And I am happy to share any insights with anybody that reaches out. I love that. We'll make sure that all of her handles are linked in the show notes. And I just want to say thank you for spending time with me today. Thank you for sharing everything that you shared and so many great ideas. And I think so many ahas that hopefully will change agents' mindsets that they can become that expert in their clients' eyes, right? Become that go-to person for all things real estate as a professional, right? So thank you so much for being here. It's been absolutely wonderful. And for those of you listening, if you enjoyed today's episode, please, please hit the subscribe button, share it with all of your friends, leave us a five-star review, go out and make it a great day. Continue to make those connections, continue to deepen relationships. And until next time, my friends, we will see you again very soon. Bye for now.